Pulse 95. Between local lines, notes from the Emirate. So many guests, guys, at the Sharjah International Book Fair. I'm just trying to recover. <laughs> yeah. And even whilst talking about the book, <laughs> about the air show, I thought I'm in the book fair. Yeah. Yeah. I just received a call for an air show as well, and it just feels like the book fair. It feels like I'm negotiating with someone to say, okay, can you bring the guest on 12 p.m. or 12.30? Because our, our show goes live at 12 p.m. That kind of a vibe is crazy at the moment. Yeah. It was such a busy time for us here doing a live show 11 days in a row. It, it's an, an, And it's an immersive place to be in as well. You go in, it's like an alternate universe. And once you're there for more than an hour, it just becomes part of you and you start thinking about it all the time and you're going in there and you're covering all the major happenings as well and you're in this emotional high constantly that uh, when the dust settles, it's still on your mind somewhat. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what we're doing today. We're still recapping and talking about the wonderful conversations from the Sharjah International Book Fair. And this time around, we got to speak to Amitav Ghosh. I'm so jealous of the lineup of guests that you got to speak with. Like besides, yeah, besides Chris Gardner, I, I, I just love the fact that you spoke mm. with Amitav Ghosh. He's uh, India's highest literary award winner. And uh, he he actually has his latest book out in the, uh, it was actually showcased at the International Book Fair. Um, and, his, and he talked about his struggles as a writer during COVID-19 and his concerns about climate change definitely was that was his main concern uh, because in his latest book which happens to be a successor to the great derangement he finds the origins of our contemporary climate crisis and violent exploitation of the natural environment basically so um you guys you you spoke with uh, with him about what to expect from nutmeg's uh, curse and also his thoughts on uh, the sharjah international book fair and uh, how he how he connects it to colonialism yes the the climate change yeah. it, it's it's very interesting the nutmeg's curse as well you know but you know obviously speaking about nutmeg being one of the most expensive uh, commodities back then as yeah. well so uh, and how the dutch uh, uh, colonial forces were able to exploit it so it was it was a huge focus on that so let's move into this discussion with amitav gosh i first up started this discussion asking him in greater detail about uh, the the new book and how he thinks it's going to be well received here in the Emirate of Sharjah. And this is what the Indian novelist and writer had to say. Well, we're looking forward uh, to this as uh, we're launching the uh, the Nutmeg's Curse to the audience and readers here in the Emirates of Sharjah. Talk to us about um, the nut- Nutmeg's Curse, and it's back again the focus on the Sundarbans. You're, you're you're fascinated by by those roots, and you don't want to leave those roots behind at all. No, the Sundarbans are really are kind of. Uh, uh, They've occupied a large part of my mind, of my imagination, for a very long time, yes. Well, and that's because that landscape is such a powerful landscape. It's such a powerful ecology, you know. It's a strange and haunting place, really. Um, you've moved on from your writing about identity and looking back at the, at, the, at, the, at the past, but you've still connected it to the current situation. How does this correlate the, 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 the issue, the exploitation of that part of the world and then the climate change that we see at the moment? Well, I think uh, there's a very clear connection, you know, uh, between... Uh, the processes of colonization that started in the 16th and 17th centuries, especially especially the processes that unfolded in the Americas, 
and uh, you, know, you know, the environmental crisis of today. Because it's really in this period that people begin to start thinking of the earth as something that you just uh, extract from and exploit and uh, you know, just use up, so to speak. And that's really the fundamental problem that faces us today. And what got you into it, uh, into, into writing a bit more on climate change? Because you've got the, the great derangement as well, and that also looked at it in very, very uh, a, a greater detail. Uh, so what, what's really brought you into this? Well, and, uh, I think of the Nutmegs Curse as sort of uh, developing some ideas uh, that were already present in the Great Derangement, you know. So it, in a way, it's, uh, it's a kind of extension of many of the ideas that I, uh, that I didn't uh, develop at adequate length uh, when I was writing uh, the Great Derangement. So really, at the heart of the, at the, heart of the book, at the heart of the Nutmegs Curse, is a literary question, you know. The question of how do we give voice uh, to non-humans, uh, you know, how do we give voice to animals? How do we give voice to the mountains? How do we give voice to volcanoes? Uh, you know, so I do think it's a book really that's fundamentally about forms of literature and forms of literary expression. And as a writer, how do you keep the audience engaged in in, in terms of you know you've you've got the the great derangement, but then to 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 follow on 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 that as well with with the nutmegs curse, how do you find your inspiration and think you know what this is something else that I need to write on? There? Well, one of the one of the questions that I developed, uh, you know, uh, in uh, the great derangement is that uh, we have to find other forms. You know, we have to find other forms, other ways of writing. And uh, one of the questions which really struck me when I was writing The Great Derangement is that, you know, why do we write in such individualistic ways? Why do I, as an individual, sit at my desk and, you know, write a book, which then goes, to, uh, goes out into the world, but is read by individuals, you know, sitting alone in their bedroom or wherever, reading in their heads? So I wanted to work, do some collaborative work, you know. And actually, before the Nutmegs Curse, earlier this year, I published a book called Jungle Nama, which is a collaborative project. Uh, I, I worked with an artist called Salman Tour. Uh, uh, Salman now lives in America, but he's originally from Lahore. Uh, and also, I worked uh, with a wonderful musician, uh, you know, who's also, uh, whose roots are also in Lahore. His name is Ali Sethi. And the three of us have collaborated on this project, you know, which is uh, an adaptation of an ecological legend, you know, also from the Sundarban. Hmm. And uh, uh, so uh, Salman, who's now become one of the most successful artists in the world, uh, he did the artwork for this project. And Ali has uh, done the audiobook. Uh, you know, he's put it to music and so on. Ali has like millions of followers and so on. So that's, you know, uh, that's been a very interesting project to do simply because it opens a new direction for me, you know, how, how, uh, a new way of exploring uh, the whole act of communication, really. It certainly is a very important aspect. Now, uh, what do you, you've, you've won several awards, you know, you've come up with a number of novels now. What's going to keep you busy? What are you working on next now? Uh, well, I'm working on another non-fiction book. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what's happening there? Oh, this book is about the background of, um, of three novels I wrote uh, called the Ibis Trilogy. Mm -hmm. And it's really about uh, 
the trade in the Indian Ocean in the 19th century. You know, trade between India and China, most of all. So you love your past. <laughs> what's the, what's the secret behind that? Well, I'm fascinated by history. You know, uh, history is something that's incredibly uh, uh, important to me. I, I think about it a lot, and so yes, it's just okay. that. So I'm going to ask you these two popular phrases that we've got here at the moment: history repeating itself. Are you are you a firm believer of that? I don't think history ever repeats itself uh, in a in a very predictable fashion, but certainly, uh, you know, we can see patterns of history, uh, you know, uh, extending into the present. I mean, the nutmeg's curse is about exactly something like that. You know, in the uh, four five hundred years ago, the most expensive things in the world were nutmegs. Mm. You know, uh, uh, in Europe, you could buy a house for a handful of nutmegs. Yeah. You know. But uh, the nutmeg, the nutmeg tree is an amazing tree. It was like a tree of life for the Bandanese. But what happened is that ultimately, uh, the European colonists basically killed all the Bandanese in order to get this, gain control of the of the nutmeg trade. So it's a very good example of the resource curse, you know, which is something that we've seen repeating itself throughout history. Uh, something. Something seems like a, like a great resource, like oil or gas, but the long-term effects are absolutely disastrous, you know, most of all for the people who are sitting right there, just as we are sitting right here right now. I think history sends this warning, you know. We see this repeatedly. I mean, look at the state of Iraq today or Libya, you know. Again, it's an example of the resource curse. Stay with us, guys. Lots of interesting conversations to look forward to. Up next, we'll be also hearing from Chris Gardner. So if you feel like getting motivated this morning, stay with us, because just after nine o'clock, we talk to the man uh, behind the pursuit of happiness, as well as the permission to dream. You're listening to The Morning Majlis only on Pulse95.